Hey everybody, that's Keith Costumes, and this is It's Technically Romance. Right, nice to meet you guys officially. Great to meet you. Thank you so much for rescheduling with us. I really appreciate that. Oh, I mean, I'm happy to talk. I'm <laughs> flattered that costume sometimes, you know, doesn't always get um, the love I think it deserves. So thank you. Well, that's, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's one of the things I really wanted to touch upon today. Uh, because oh, happy to. <laughs> we, I mean, we notice it, you know, when we when we see something like we notice it, it just doesn't fit. Um, yeah, that's the thing. That's why some people always say it's like invisible, because like if it's right, you'd kind of it just blends and it works. But if it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very similar to to music in a way also. And really anything you're dealing with film, you know, the camera work, lighting, like you'll you'll notice it right away. Yeah. Well, as you can see, Hamilton is a is a big fan of the style of the movie we're going to be talking about. He went all out for you. Oh, great. I actually um. I brought in your review, I brought the piece you were talking about. Oh my goodness. I was goodness. hoping, I know you said. I know, I was like, I dug it out of storage, but yeah, we can talk about that too. Yes, yeah, so that, that will um, be a topic. I have Claude's hat too. Oh. Love it. Where, now, when you, you know, I just to jump right in here, when you were kind of sourcing the material for this, where did you find these items? It's like everything. <laughs> um, so I was lucky. I was like hired really early on this one. I think I got, I mean, like it was the production company, then John Putch, the director, and then it was like me. So which was great because normally I don't have a lot of time to like sit on the information and like figure out like what we want to do. So I started, I wanted to work out of New York because I'm just more familiar with like the rental houses there and like shopping in the city. So I always usually start at Ann Roth's costume warehouse in Pennsylvania because um, she has stuff from like everything. And she has theater stuff and film stuff, um, which is nice. And they're really great to work with. And then I go to an awesome uh, place. It's in, like an old feed barn from like the 1800s in the Catskills. Yeah. And she just has like it just like it's this crazy magical like narnia that just like it just keeps going and going and going um and her collection alice she, she starts more in like the 40s so she didn't have too too much but like her stuff is like pristine which is like super hard to find pristine things that are that old yes um, yeah i was gonna say especially in that time period that's that's hard to hard to get yeah, and then, like, the all, like, the uniforms come from... I usually just, like, call those into L.A. because, like, we work with a lot of, like, uniform specialists or, um, like, the sailors. Um, like, I just wanted to, like, make sure... I'm not an expert in that. And also, like, it wasn't, like, significant enough to the story for me to, like, spend too much time on it. So we just, like, called it in. Um, <laughs> you didn't dive into proper sailor attire? Is that what you're saying? You didn't No, the military... <laughs> uh, I mean, I want to do a military movie at some point, but, like, there will be an assistant designer just focusing on that to, like, make sure it's, like, correct. Because um, it's just, like, a big undertaking. And then I bought, not a lot, but quite a bit, um, just because there's awesome, like, stuff just, like, on Etsy or, like, this hat that I call, like, a claw, like, came in from, like, London that I, like, specifically found because I knew I loved, like, the coat. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, but like her burgundy suit she wears underneath that coat at the train station that was bought and is like pristine. Um, it's everywhere. I mean, sometimes it's like modern things that we like tweak and make them work. Um, there's actually probably more modern things in this movie than people would like realize that we like made work. 
Well, that's that's one of the other questions that I had for you is is how much of this was authentic to the time period, and how much was sort of modern day, or you kind of hid some modern uh, little nuggets there. I mean, most of it was either real forties or reproduction forties. Okay. Um, like the only things that weren't were like uh, both the gowns at the party were like reworked, and then the red gown from his married wife was contemporary that we like recut. Um, but other than that, I mean, like the tuxedos were like new, but like they were like classic cuts. Right. Um, which I think is important because, uh, to make it look fresh and not like it's been sitting in a warehouse for 80 years. That's a good point. Cause everything uh, looked like it was, it, it looked great. You know, everything just looked really nice. Well, and with like Hallmark movies, color and like is so important to like convey like joy. And like, I know like audiences like love like brightness of color. And so like. I don't know. It would look stupid if it was like a faded. Because <laughs> there's like so many like reds out there that are like faded and then they look like orangey and it's like Ugh. and then they have like the marks on the hanger. Yep. Yeah. Um, Moth eaten, you know, and on the shoulders. And just... Yeah. I mean, the 50s with Spectacular was hard, but like 40s was like more difficult because it's like even farther back. Um, so, yeah, that's also more fun for me that like I get to like mix in stuff. It's like creative to like find contemporary things that have like the bones you're looking for and then like rework it but oh, i love that the bones that you're I, I absolutely love that yeah i always go i call it like frankensteining where it's like something existing it has like the skeleton of like there's elements there that i like and then we can oh the frankenstein thing comes kind of like from you know sally from nightmare before christmas like an arm from here a foot from there and then you just like <laughs> put together i'm like the same way with clothes i love that um well, I'm just real quick, it's kind of funny too to me. We, I was just at uh, Express, you know, getting together a suit for uh, a holiday party here. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised at how much of the, the cuts and some of the shirts were just old style. Like they mm -hmm. had these uh, like short sleeve shirts they were selling there. It looked like it was straight out of the 40s or 50s. Like just absolutely insane. Why do you think that style is kind of coming back? Um, I mean, it all repeats, right? I mean, like this. Uh, now, I mean, like '90s is vintage. Um, oh, don't don't I say think, that. Don't say that. I think with fashion, just people get bored, and then like you look at history to kind of like kind of be re-inspired from it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It does all repeat. Um, the '90s, the '90s is making a big thing. Yeah. Uh, we had talked about, um, you know, why. Well, we want to talk to you about why costuming is so important for these movies. So one thing with our podcast is we like to talk about us why we're it's technically romance because we like to talk about the technical and why all of these aspects are so important to these mm -hmm. movies. Um, and costuming is such a huge deal. So if you want to talk to us about why it is so important to these films and when it doesn't work and how it works, like what, what makes that so special? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> so however you really slice or dice it, the clothes are about one sixth of the frame, especially um, depending on like how the framing is. And like if you're in a medium shot, you're mostly staring at somebody's like face and torso. Mm -hmm. So you're really staring at like the clothing. Um, I always say it's kind of like um, I went to art and design school. So like working in like Adobe Illustrator, like in like Photoshop, it's all like layer based. Yeah. So I kind of, my mind sometimes, and like layers of like garments, I think like costumes and populating the space with the actors kind of like the last final layer before like you roll camera. Um, 
that's an aspect. Um, also the fact of working with an actor that very it's like a very intimate thing hair makeup and clothing like we all do it to some extent and we all have our preferences whether they're right or wrong it's like we all like know what we like um and I think it's very intimate about it. it's like because it's like I'm selecting things for a character that doesn't exist necessarily and it's touching your skin and then you're embodying that character it's like very psychologically technical um but I mean, for me as a costume designer, I'm like, the costumes are the most important part. Um, <laughs> and they can really, I think, make or break it because if it's wrong, like you notice it. But if it's right, it's relatively seamless, which is why I think a lot of costumes don't necessarily like get the attention they necessarily deserve because they are correct and they are right. But they're just like flying under the radar because if it's like a drama, like an A24 movie, you're not really necessarily supposed to be noticing the clothes um it, you're focusing on like the but i mean if you actually do notice them and look at them they do help visually tell the story um i've i don't know if it was you guys somebody else had said like uh with biltmore that if like it would still be like visually stunning and like create a storyline even if it was like the sound was off which is always like the dream to hear because I do, I mean, there is, each character has color stories and color arcs and then like the relationships between them. Um, so yeah, we're one of the departments that works. We're usually like one of the first in and the last out. Um, and everyone's just like, oh, it's clothes. <laughs> just clothes. Um, but especially when you're doing a period piece, it's like way more than like just yes, clothes. Yes, period piece um, especially. Yeah, because you're dressing everybody, including background from like head to toe. Um, I mean, I'm always dressing people head to toe, but like with background actors, usually they can, they bring looks that we select. Um, but here it was like coming for fittings and it's like a whole, there's a whole technical process behind it too. And everyone's like, it's just clothes. But like my team was in fittings for like, they did like 20 to 50 fittings a day for background. Like while I was doing like uh, principal fittings and wow. um, it's the process also of, uh, acquiring the things like we talked about and then it's the process of altering them and then if they're rented you have to restore all of them so there's a lot of labor things on like the back end after we're done filming it um, so it really comes in handy because I have a business degree from an art school so that's helpful because I mean it all boils down to like money and showbiz um, but yeah and especially with because we have the same amount of time for these period movies as we do for like my other ones like mystic and next stop it's all still 15 days so you um yeah you gotta really kind of know what you're doing no and you obviously do um <laughs> uh it seems like you are like the it designer right now for hallmark um with so many hallmark movies under your belt now um so this one obviously was set in the 1940s um and i know you would said you were like watching you know some old films and things like that were there any specific movies that really inspired you like what inspired you when you were getting ready uh for this film well, this one, since His Merry Wife is kind of a version of, like, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, like, that was obviously, like, an aspect to look at. Um, the Bishop's Wife, um, Christmas in Connecticut, which I know, like, the tree was heavily inspired by that. Um, but then I also like to, I mean, there's looking at, like, the Hollywood uh, interpretation of the 40s, and then there's looking at, like, the real 40s. Right. And I'm not the Hollywood interpretation isn't the real one, but it's, like, the idealized look of it. Um, 
and also like in our story we have both of those worlds so um that was important to look at and like i actually pulled out some of my 40s books and like one of the ones i had gotten was just old sears catalogs yes um, i love those ads those yeah ads and it's like cool because like it's stuff that people actually like actually bought and worn it wasn't like made in a hollywood costume shop um my other thing too i love to do is i love i like i put on like the andrews sisters like when i visited like the house for the first time and like I remember my brother actually interned there. So I remember like we did like when I had visited them, I remember learning how the distance from the front gate to the main house is only a half a mile, but the um, driveway is over a mile and it takes like forever to get there because it's like long and dramatic and windy. And the same guy that designed Central Park designed the that grounds um, and he wanted it to be like long and dramatic. So I don't know. Those are all like feelings that, I don't know, it's like somehow in my mind, it all boils down to a pair of pants. I don't know. Uh, the choices <laughs> that we make <laughs> on the design side. Um, you mentioned uh, before sort of like the, the color story and the clothing. Can you, can you talk about that to some of our listeners who don't necessarily know about that? Yeah, so um, I'm always interested kind of in the story these characters go through before the script, because like, say Ava Hayward's you know 30 right like what was her life like before we met her at age 30 and she's like a Hollywood actress um so with color stories you want to look at like where we're meeting these characters and in what way and then this one was interesting because we had a movie within a movie so like they had individual elements of who they are and then who the character is so it was kind of like designing multiple characters for one person um so with color stories I always look at I lay it all out and I'm looking at what is these what are these colors saying about this character and like what's it saying within the space we're in what's it saying what's happening in the story um and then once I kind of commit to some kind of arc whether it be dark to light or sometimes it goes dark like dark or like is it heavy on red for some reason there's like a million different ways it can go once I settle on, and it's important for me, the sooner I can settle on it for each individual character, I can then look at where I'm slotting things to understand the color relationships between multiple people. Because I can have color work for you as a character, but then I put you in like a scene with like 10 other people and it might not work. Because then what if like they're too similar or they're supposed to be wildly contrasting because like they are wildly contrasting characters. Like why would they be in like a similar like color tone? Um, it goes everywhere. And then the, the thing with this that was interesting is being in the house and like being able, like sometimes like when you like build sets and stuff, you like don't really necessarily know until you're there, like what you're walking into. You see like pieces, but to see like the finished house and like looking at all of the colors that are in those materials was very helpful um, to understand like what we're playing against as a backdrop. Thank you for going into that because that's, it really shows just how much effort goes into this for you just from the, the get-go like just yeah just totally. so beautiful to hear you speak about it you know oh thanks I um and I think the color thing for me is like I was a, a kid from 8 to 18 I took like art classes outside of school so like every Wednesday I'd go to art class and I was thinking at in anticipation of this conversation I was like oh I wonder like where my understanding of like color really came from and I think that's really where it came from and like understanding like what things go together um, and also like the difference of color with materials um, 
And there's so much technical things with costumes too. I mean, like if you ever have a suit jacket and you look at the inside of it, it's like architecture, but like with fabric and then fabric yep. moves. So you're adding movement on top of that. Uh, like right now I'm having some costumes built for like a little theater project. And even I'm like, oh my God, it's so much work. Um, it, but we don't have that understanding anymore because of like fast fashion. Everyone's just like, oh, I'm just going to go to Old Navy and get a pair of jeans for 20 bucks. Um, instead of like actually like understanding how things are like crafted um, and made. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I worked at uh, Belk for a while in the corporate mm. office and I uh, hung out with a lot of people that designed some of the, the jackets, like you said, the suit jackets, and they would break it down for me. And it just blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Like you don't think about it when you put that suit jacket on. No. And then that's also interesting too, because I work really, I love tailoring. I think it can like make or break almost anything. Um, it's so funny because in any fitting, I'm always like, here's a coat that's four sizes too big. Let's like recut it to your body. Um, <laughs> and which is like fun. And I work like hand in hand with like my tailors and I'm like, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, is this like going to be like forever? Cause then I'm like, we're not going to do it. Cause like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you do have the time. I mean, there sometimes you meet actors and they just like slide into everything. Like I was looking at Claude's fitting photos and I mean, I don't think I did any like major alterations to him. I mean, it's aside from like the normal hems and stuff, but sometimes you meet people that have really broad shoulders and a tighter waist or it just, everybody's different. And then some, and very few people are really off the rack. Yeah, no, I mean, even for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a shorter guy. So I basically have to hem all my pants. Uh, because they just they don't go the inseam doesn't go longer or shorter than 30 and i'm like mm -hmm. 28 27 and so it's just uh so I, I know a little bit about hemming just a yeah bit. and understand it well that's another thing with period things understanding the breaks of pants like what was like the style like was there like a medium break i don't like to it's weird because all of my jeans i actually should hem them but i love like a scrunch I don't know maybe it's like because I love the 80s like I love like a heavy break at the bottom with like oh. my but with suits I love something like more crisp yeah uh, which that was actually an interesting thing on this too because I didn't really do too much of a break with the tuxedos and I think that's because like tuxes were kind of on their own like they were much more like slick yet regardless of era well when you say break could you describe that to our listeners oh yeah so a break is where the uh pant hem hits the shoe um so it like breaks the line um mm -hmm. and sometimes like i always get roasted for this pair of pants on next stop christmas because like it we cut them a little too short um so like no break would be like high waters <laughs> that's that's how i wear my pants that's how i wear my, my you know no break floods. in case of floods i can have my yes my pants well actually that's a great example though because like talking about how we do these so fast um and it's actually made me um you just never know what's going on behind the scenes and i normally only do about i mean i normally only do one fitting with someone um oh seriously yeah i'm a risk taker <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, sometimes I will do like a follow-up of like one or two things okay. um, or like, yeah, I'm just like, I got other things to do. Like, You're I'm just always, that good. I always joke, like, I'm always like, I have the vision. Um, and like, sometimes the actors will be like, oh, are we to do another fitting? I'm like, do you want one? Like, do you think you're desiring? Cause I'm like, I feel great. And then they'll be like, well, if you feel, I'm like, okay, great. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I walk in to make sure we have plenty of options walking into the fittings. And then sometimes if there's like little gaps, I might like grab them like on a lunch break if they like approve that, obviously, or um, straight in the morning when they get there and I'll be like, just throw the shirt on. And I'm like, great. And then it's like, I can see what I want to put it with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there was some on Biltmore. It was wild. I forget who I fit on Saturday. And then it had to like work on Monday. Um I feel like I fit a lot of people on Saturday because the first thing we shot was the museum display thing. Okay. So that was interesting because we call it establishing costumes when it's the first time you see it on camera. So I was establishing principal costumes on a mannequin. And then that was, and then on day two, we had to strip the mannequins and get them on the people to shoot the black and white elements of his merry wife. Oh, that's wild. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so it's like I technically had time to like get it done for the actor, but I didn't have time to get it done because I needed to get it done for the mannequin. Right, right. Huh. Well, do you want to you want to talk about that? Well, I'm going to get to the details. So you were recently you had a, an article in the New York Times just dropping that uh, <laughs> for you. Um, congrats. But the director for Biltmore had said some line, and I'm maybe paraphrasing, but something about you are great with the details and that you're like the shoelaces and socks guy, that you're noticing all those things. And we, that's like our favorite thing is to like notice the details because they're so important to these so films. Important. And especially in a film like this, that's a period piece. So you're trying to be authentic. Like we were noticing like, the specific like tie clips that like Christopher. Oh, I love a collar bar. Um, Is that what that's called? Can you talk about? I, 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 we'll go keep going. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, can you speak to that to the details and where there maybe like, do you have any favorite details that you threw in in this movie that maybe a normal viewer like wouldn't notice? Um, well, number one is I'm one of the sailors at the train station. So uh, well, I saw you there. She I did. Her, she I did. Like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better. Um. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. I mean, Putch is right. I mean, I, I I do love details. Like, I don't know. Like, even if yeah, if there is a sock that like matches the character, maybe you're that guy that like, maybe we're doing a business suit movie, but like, there's always that one guy that loves a sharp suit and like a fun sock that matches the tie. Like, it's are me. we ever gonna see the socks? Probably not. Which drives me nuts because everyone's like, what shoe were they wearing in that scene? I'm like, I don't know and I don't care because we never see the shoes. <laughs> I like don't spend my money on shoes, except if I know I'm gonna like, I don't know, you have to like understand and like being in the business long enough, you like understand kind of like where to like pay pay attention on those things. Um, what other details? Um, I mean, one of the big things, uh, the cool thing for me, I we loved, my team and I, we loved doing the crew because they're all, like, different based on, like, their position. And, like, there's, like, the wardrobe ladies. And then there was, like, the sound guys and the camera guys. Um, and then the grips. I don't know. There's detail in everything. Like, the like you mentioned, like, the tie bars, which I love that detail of just, like, it keeps the collar down and then like bumps out the tie and it's just like one more piece that adds this little extra layer that's just like chef's kiss um and then uh there was like this there was one thing 
there's so many decisions you make in the moment and there's one that like I didn't make it in and I cut it at the last second um I wanted there was a piece of jewelry I wanted to put on Joy to tie in with Winston's pin but I didn't do it because I was making a thousand decisions in this one second and it was too many things on her wrist with the watch. So it was like more of an aesthetic thing, but I wanted like some connection there. I mean, the connection's there, but um, next time, maybe if there's a sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in general, the forties has so much detail as it is just yeah. because of all the interesting seeming on garments. Um, that was it, like on Ava's train look. I love the seams become the pockets, which is really cool. And then they're all covered buttons. And on the covered button, um, they just did like the indents of like the holes of a button. Oh, um, so oh. still give that idea, even though it doesn't relate to function. Um, it just uh, like it's an aesthetic thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. A detail's great. I don't know. It's weird. It's always one of those things. I'm just like, people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, you know, you just do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But there's interesting. I like Claude's look a lot um, where he had a lot of pattern mixing and there was something about it that just like worked and like, I don't know. It was just like, we tried like something else and then we tried that and I, he was like, oh, I love this. And I was like, pattern mixing is always interesting too. Because sometimes it like really works and sometimes it like really doesn't. And then there's pattern and then you're mixing it with texture and then you're mixing it with color. So it's like there's all these layers just in costumes. And then you add like the set and the lighting and the set deck and all the other things, too. So pattern mix. Talk a little bit about pattern mixing. Yeah. So um, pattern. Well, so that's the other thing, too, is I don't really love the cool thing about the period is there's so much interesting uh like weaves of um, suits. And there's like a lot of um, really great wools and gabardines. And then you mix it with like a like in Claude situation, like we mixed it with like a patterned vest and then like a striped shirt. Um, and then like the tie picks up the color, but it's also a different texture because it's silk. Um, yeah. Layers. I mean, you talk about the film being like Photoshop layers. The actual costume yeah. itself is our Photoshop layers that you're putting. Which is why I like menswear too, because there is like a lot of like layers to it. I mean, also that's why I guess I like period too, is like there are so many pieces. There's the gloves, the hats, the accessories, like um, Peggy with her little glasses. Um, <laughs> and it's always like, there's always something that's every movie. I'm not like blaming anybody specific. I, like there's always some little thing that gets left behind. It's like, I forgot my tie, my uh, collar bar. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 but, and then you like sprint to get the collar bar and then you make it in the nick of time and you're like, wow, it looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, you know, I used to always have, you know, vintage collar bars in your pocket. Ready to go. <laughs> there was, I forgot what movie it was. There was like, um, I love Target's jewelry just for like day wear, like just like a little like ball stud or something. And there was a movie and I think I, I'm going to do it next time. I just kept it in my coat pocket, like a whole like bunch of them just because like someone <laughs> lost one and we need another one. Or... There you go. Well, speaking of hats you you mentioned uh so let's talk about this as you deem it the claw 
So yeah. is this like an authentic piece to the period or is this something you created? Uh, let's talk about it. Cause I loved it and I noticed it right away. I was like, what is this magnificent <laughs> piece? Like, I mean, it's funny. I think, I guess technically it's a form of a fascinator, but it's um, made in London. I've never seen anything oh. like it. Um, and like the insides all like, Oh my mesh. gosh, look at that. And it has the fur. And then I basically, so I had found the, um, yeah, like it sits on like the crown of the head. Yeah. So the coat was actually the first thing I think I got at a rental house. And I was like, I love this coat. And, but it's like a statement coat. Like that's something like you can't really just like throw in the background because that's going to draw too much attention. Yeah. Um, so I was either like put it on a principle or like don't use it. And then I love like oxblood burgundy, like this color. Like I like mm -hmm. love it too much. Like people tell me they'll be like, Keith, like mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I found the suit actually on Etsy. And again, wow. it was like, Christine. And then put that together. And then I found the hat and I was like, oh my God, because the hat ties in the suit and then it ties in the fur from the coat. So it was yeah. like the perfect piece. And then I love that we did like cognac brown gloves and um, the like a dash of green for just on the bag, just because it, I don't know, that's like an interesting, like that's not pattern mixing, but that's like color mixing. Um, and I was going to do a burgundy glove because like one of my signatures at this point is like, I love a matching glove to a matching coat. It just mm -hmm. kind of like carries like the line visually. Um, but that one, I don't know, there's something that like worked about it that I was like, I love this. But yeah, I call it the claw. Because um, I guess it looks like kind of like a crab claw. It does. Yeah, it um, does. That's like, you just never know. I'm so grateful I found it. Because um, I don't know. It's but such yeah, a no. piece. Yeah. Um, there's like one tiny little like moth hole, but we can't have everything. Um, <laughs> did, you say, did you say where you got that piece? Um, From a vintage dealer in London. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we're so international. <laughs> <laughs> well let's uh let's talk fedora for a minute yeah um there was lots of hats and well in general the period you need hats and i'm yeah. so grateful to andy who was our director of photography because usually in film people hate hats they hate know? hats yeah we've heard that the many lighting times. like because if you have the brim like the shadow people just like they're like oh my god and i like went to andy one day i was like oh my god like one you're amazing but two i was like um I was like, thank you so much for like working around the hats because if they're not there, it just immediately someone's gonna notice the like, with the clothes, they're gonna be like, what is this costume designer doing? Um, but it's like there's so much other things that go into it. Um, so yeah, this one, um, actually Claude's greenish hat is my hat. Um, oh. you just never know where they Joy's necklace is also mine. Um oh. this one, I just wanted like a fresh, crisp um black fedora, and it's funny because this was an example of this was an established costume so when it's established I don't really I don't need to be on set so like my set team takes care of that and I'm usually working on like the next day or like other character fittings and things and they called me and they were like we need your help with this hat so I like dragged myself up to the house <laughs> and I'm grateful they did because they my team is the best and they want to make me happy um, and it was just to adjust like the brim and how I wanted it. Cause when you get it, it's always like up. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah and then you get to like play with it but this is how he ended up wearing it in the movie little side and we saw it for a whole 2.2 seconds <laughs> but i mean that that shows you like the, the kind of detail just getting that that perfect you know that that's beautiful to hear yeah he was oh, totally. those 2.2 seconds oh it was great loved it loved it i mean and then he like yeah he this is like that's like when they're in the italian garden Ooh, that was cold that night <laughs> It's weird because like the Italian gardens like right down from the house, but yep. the way it's built, like the wind just was like ripping through there. Mm. Well, uh, one of the things I, that I love about sort of the 40s style is the, the, the high waisted pants, like up to here. Yeah, what, I, I didn't that. notice that. I didn't notice that too much in this film. Did you not go so high or what was your thoughts behind that? They're high, but I layered it usually with like a vest because I love okay. a three-piece suit. So you're not really seeing where it hits. That's it. That's it. Um, and it's funny because you had mentioned pleated pants. And in modern day, I hate pleated pants. But I think the reason I love a period pleated pant is because the rise is better. So it and the fabric is better. Um, and those are like some fabrics that as they age, they sometimes get better. They like relax on the hanger. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's no, the other thing about fabric, interestingly enough, is Ava's red dress, we, like, there was this bustle in the back that I, like, reshaped and wrapped around with the center front seams. And then I added um, some bias cut um, gathering on the sides to make it more full. And, but I wanted it bias cut because it moves better. Because um, mm -hmm. basically fabric, if you look at, like, an old school, like, weaving machine, it's like a grid. And then on bias cut, if you turn it on its, like, side, it then begins to stretch. Um, huh. and it takes time for it to stretch. Um, but I, again, I don't have time. Um, that we had to redo that hemline like three times because oh. um, it kept stretching. Wow. See, yeah. I, I never, never, never know that. Well, you mentioned like 19, like Joan Crawford gowns from like the 30s that like are really like silky and flowy, like those are all bias cut. So, technically, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to either have just the fabric and like hang it so let it stretch right or you can cut it and then let it stretch with time with time, time. and like sometimes i'm like wait i'm like like if i can like weigh it a little bit to like pull it and then there's some fabric that just like keeps stretching like lacy's gown like that fabric just like kept stretching well, the, the dress that she wore, like you mentioned, like the, it was like a black and white. Yeah, I um, well, I, I heard in an interview that you said you wanted it to look like an old, like a tie, like an old men's tie. But when I saw it, I thought it looked like a black and white movie. So I was like, well, maybe that. That's like, cool. But yeah, that dress was incredible. Absolutely beautiful. And maybe like sub, I'm all about like creative decisions that happen like in your conscious mind as well as your subconscious, which is why like, I like when I get a gig like I'm always like I kept 40s movies on just like in the background whether I'm like actively or it's just around or like 40s music um yeah oh that's a cool element someone like some I've gotten so many things about that dress it's like a conversation piece um, <laughs> like was it black was it green was it silver was it gold was it both um that dress went through a lot, but the big thing that remained, which was really, really important for me, is that house was, I believe, completed 1895. Um, the back of the dress reminds me of like a Victorian bustle. Mm -hmm. And that was really important to me because it goes back to the house. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. 
yeah but yeah the swooshes on it i mean i bought it for the fabric most hands down um but yeah the i don't know there's something about it that reminded me of like men's graphic ties which men's ties are like those old school ties are so cool oh they're great like i especially love the the wide ones you know that are just huge and, and um it's funny. And, uh, one day chris was like is this the right tie because like they're so similar but they're also so different yeah I'm like, I promise you, this one had like three dots here. <laughs> this is it. This is one. Um, well, when we're looking at the costumes, like I'm also noticing like the hair and makeup and things like that. So like how closely do those two departments work together? Like, you know, in like collaborating. So close. Um, I mean, I, pretty much every day, someone from that department's asking me like, what's so-and-so wearing in which scene and da 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 um, we actually use a really great collaborative uh, collaborative platform called Frame.io. It's like kind of what I think Google wants to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I like put all my fitting photos in there. So basically hair and makeup has access to all of that and they can okay. see like which scene people are wearing what. Um, things like that dress were ever evolving. So it was very much like, can you at least tell me the neckline so I can figure out what I'm doing with the hair? I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> I'll give um, it to you as soon as I figure it out. With the 40s, I remember talking to Stacy about 40s makeup. She was the makeup department head. And like they it wasn't like today where you do like a colored lid, but it was more about the details of like how they did the brow and like there was a lot of like the specific shade of red lipstick because of the 40s shade is very different than the 50s shade. Um but yeah, I mean we're totally always in conversation we actually are usually we're like our trailers are either connected or right next to each other um and we're always like running into each other and um yeah it's like we're really important and also we're we're really important um you are. You are. we're really important to the process i say because the actor's day starts with us so if it's not a great experience it sets like the tone so wow. um I'm really, my team's really awesome at, you know, the crack, because we're the first people in, and sometimes you're in at like five, four, six in the morning. Um, so I'm not saying you got to be chipper, but you got to, you know, uh, set like a positive tone. God, I never, I never thought, thank you for sharing that. I never thought about that, but it, it carries so much weight, you know? Did yeah. And it, well, Biltmore was a little different because the house was open to the public in the morning. So we were on splits, which was shooting from, we'd shoot from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, so I'd be showing up probably around, well, that was also hard too, because we'd show up for work around like 11, but we'd already be there since like 8.30 because <laughs> we <did> background fittings. <laughs> because all of the, um, didn't you say you applied to be an extra? Am I? Yeah. Oh my God, let me know next time. <laughs> well, I will now because I was so disappointed. We live in North Carolina. So Biltmore is like a few hours away from us. Um, so yeah, I was so excited when I heard they were making it. And then they were like, yeah, apply to me an extra. And I'm like, this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get it. So um, maybe next time. No, it was, it was so cool to see Biltmore. Because I mean, we've been there and just, you know, and we were so hyped about this film and it really just surpassed our expectations. And Oh, that's great to hear. Cause I was like getting worried because I was seeing things online where everyone's like, it's overhyped. It's overhyped. And I'm like, please watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I mean, it's definitely like one of our favorites. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be in the rotation. It's going to yeah. be in the yearly rotation for sure. I love it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, was a really, also what was cool about it is normally on film sets, we're always moving. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're always like constantly like packing up and moving and that takes a lot of time and energy. And I think um, we were able to like set up shop there, which was really awesome. Um, like we, I worked in like the same space. It was like, me, the production office, set deck, art, props, like all in one space, which is really rare. Um, normally it's like, I'm in one spot and like art's in another. And um, and that was really helpful too. I just think for all of us to be in the same space to constantly be like, hey, what's this prop? And, or Daisy's always like, well, for example, she was doing the strap for the candy cane look. And she was like, what do we do for a strap? And then the strap she wanted didn't work out. And then I was like, well, I just cut off three feet of this dress. Use this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the collaboration going. And just so, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Or like every day I was like walking through like set deck world and just like, I don't know, you just like absorb all that stuff again, like subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, I love that. And see, I love that we talk about this because I feel like Hallmark sometimes gets like a bad rep, like, oh, it's just a Hallmark movie. Like these are so, and it's like, no, no. like from doing this podcast and talking to people like you, and it's just like, we love getting to show people and us learning too, of like how much goes into these films. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause like, I think people are stuck in the mindset of Christmas movies. Like they were like 2008 when they were yes. like, all the memes. I'm like, no, this was like, Hallmark. Like, light. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The um, memes crazy. And it's so crazy. funny. Like I can't get an agent to like call me back for the life of me. And I'm like, can you please just look at the content of the work? Like ignore oh. this. Ignore that. It's like Hallmark or lifetime or whatever. Just look at like the content of the work. But as Jonathan Frakes lovingly told me, he was like, well, he's like, he's like, I have an agent, but like you and I are still sitting in the same room. And I was like, true, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's just wild. But I, I really do think, you know, more people are starting to notice. It's starting to really appreciate it because when you watch a, a different film from a different company, you notice that something's off. You know? Yeah, I love but- um, Hallmark's uh like understanding of their brand identity. Yep. Um, I don't think a lot of other people have that. Um, yeah. And I think I have an understanding of it too, which is like why like we work really well together. Um, um, also I'm biased, but I think I get like the really fun ones like Biltmore and Spectacular. And I appreciate in your Next review. Stop. Next stop. Christmas. That was my first one. Oh, we it. love it. Yeah, you got to fit Christopher Lloyd, the Christopher Lloyd. I mean. Uh, and actually we, we did um that was like an example where like since he wears like the same thing the whole time we like did a second <laughs> fitting um on my birthday so that was a nice birthday Ooh, that's awesome do you have um, a favorite piece that you designed in Biltmore uh um I love all the black and white stuff um oh this is a good example of a detail did you notice that um so Charlie is an angel. And then there's that older guy who's the head angel. I don't think we ever really like learn much about him, but his suit's actually a 1920s suit. Um, and that was intentional because I think Putch was like, maybe I could put him in a bowler. And I was like, bowlers aren't really forties. And he's like, well, what are they? And I was like, well, they're like twenties. And he was like, oh, well, he's older. 
he came dead for a while. Oh, <laughs> put him in a twenty suit, which was cool to like kind of mix it up, and that adds like a different like layer. But unless you like really know, and also he's like not in it much, but you'd have to like really like be like know like the eros to like be. But able he to felt different. That's insane. That's so crazy because when you you cut to him, like I'm like, you feel it different, and I didn't yeah. know why. And that's it. It's the. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's yeah, yeah totally. Um, and that was a beautiful suit. Like that, I think he actually walked right into, which was like crazy, which I love when that happens because I needed <laughs> so many other places. Um, we always lovingly call it um, like putting out fires because when you're, I don't know, when you're getting an ensemble cast of like almost 20 people ready, plus all these extras, like you're constantly, there's sometimes like I get sick of my own name. And I'll tell my team, I say, I'll, I love you. I'll answer whatever question, but like, please don't use my name <laughs> because I'm so sick of hearing my name. Yep. Yep. I, get I like Keith, 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 Keith. I'm like, uh, what do you just like spit the question out <laughs> or say, pick an earring out, like guide me to what you need me to do. It's just, just don't say my name though. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the one thing that I would like to touch on is, um, all the background, which we kind of mentioned, how it was such like an undertaking. And also like, I think there was like 350 and in comparison, Holiday Spectacular, we had like over 750. So 350 was much more manageable. Um, but my team was in fittings like all the time um, and they really put in the energy. And it was also just that process of getting all those people ready in period wear, um, like hours. And then your day starts. Um, Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, and it shows like the work. I mean, I'm so glad that it's getting this recognition yeah. um, because, yeah, it really makes the movie. I it mean, does. And I think the background, yeah, it, like it adds, again, that's like another layer. And then um, that my favorite scene is actually the, uh, I think it's the party scene just because like that was all like a lot of steady cam, which was cool because like they did like they decorated the whole space like 360. And normally it's like we're only looking this way. So like that would look 40s, but like that was really cool that they did like the whole space. Is there a period, um, since it seems like you're into doing these period pieces, uh, is there a period that you would like love, like a dream period to design? Um I want to do anything. It sounds depressing, but I want to do a war movie. Um, so it's like pick a war. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say which. which yeah, <laughs> which war? Um, Civil War would be interesting. Um, I also like I mentioned like the actually I love Victorian era turn of the century like eighteen ninety. I love eighteen eighties too. Yeah. Um, and yeah getting into the 20th century but also i'm interested in like i'd love to do like 1910 but i'd love to do like 1910 like new york city yeah um i love that like uh so yeah the setting's also important to me too but i think there's something interesting in all eras um i mean the farther you go back the harder it is i mean the farther you go back you just have to like build everything which is again a massive undertaking um and not a lot of shows and things are capable of doing that um yeah. i mean there's very few like boardwalk empire gilded age right now is that like that um yeah i also want to i mean i also like love the 80s because like that's just like a fun space to play in so there's something i love in all of them 
That'd yeah. be fun. A Hallmark 80s Ooh. movie. It'd have to be like a comedy though, wouldn't it? It'd yes. be like serious. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i like, what era are we going to do next? I mean, not the 30s. That's like depressing. Yeah, no, <laughs> stay away from that. Stay away from that. We can do the 20s before 1929. Yes. A very Gatsby Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, somebody write it. You're joking, but I kind of want to see that right now. That would be so much fun. It would be fun. Get, I want to be an extra in that one. No. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm into manifesting, so we can manifest. <laughs> so am I. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been an absolute blast. Yeah. With oh, us. thank you for having me. But no, seriously, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. And um, you well, know, do you want to do you want to say what's next for you? Can you say? Do you have any movies? If there's a shout out, out you'd like to do, you know. Um, there isn't anything official right now because we're still coming off post-strike and then the holidays. Right. Um, so it's been nice to have these being released because it's been like a nice distraction. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping come the new year, like busy, busy, fingers crossed, manifesting. All right, all right. I am, but I don't know. I, everybody, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> we'll be looking for you and uh, i hope now you like it's a thing that you make a cameo in all your movies <laughs> so we'll be looking for you where's keith costumes <laughs> um yeah i mean the sailor thing just kind of happened because like somebody dropped out last minute and i was like well i'm not getting another costume so like we're, let's cast the size <laughs> and they couldn't find anybody with the availability in that size so then i was like worst case like I'll do it and then like <laughs> I like tried it on and then I was like I kind of like this <laughs> this is the worst we need you we need you um it's actually it's fun to like it's fun to like people notice it and stuff but it is really hard because like I do have a job to do <laughs> so it is like a big time suck for me but um well, yeah, and Mary Scottish, like, you were in it for a minute. Like, they were doing the tour. Yeah, I'm sandwiched so between Lacey and Scott. I was like, ah, mom and dad. Like, <laughs> You were doing some serious acting, though, because you had your, like, was it the, the stick? The I know, I get stuck with the selfie stick. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny. Uh, Fiona, who played the mom, because there was, like, some other painting there, and she was like, you were very invested and, like, interested in that you painting. Were. I felt it. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I was like, oh, he's really like giving this performance. I feel like I know who this character is. Yeah. No, thank you so much. And I'm, thank I'm you. Sure we'll be talking again. Yes. Hopefully with lots of fun things. <laughs>